welcome to the very first edition of Throw the Damn Towel, the official podcast available everywhere where podcasts are found. Like, rate, comment and subscribe. With me, as always, I know you all love it. You all say you secretly don't. But realistically, we all know you love hearing this bloke's opinion because, look, coming from me, who hasn't won a flag, a flag yet, my reviews don't really mean jack shit. But this bloke, he's got two flags to his name, asterisk or not. He's got two flags. So you know him, you love him, you may love to hate him. Welcome, Lachlan Story, coach of the Big Fish. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Oh, people want it. There's no arguments there. Uh, look, it's that time of year, mate. You've looked around. You've gone through a list. You've sussed out the coaches who are worthy of this segment. And look, it won't shock anyone, mate. You've come to the one and only. You've chosen wisely. You've stuck with the two-time champ. So I'm a season pro, mate. And if you want a fair and unbiased opinion, as we do every year, mate, you've come to the right place. So, look, Jimmy, I must admit they're a bit flat to start with. And look, I don't want to make this awkward between me and you, but... Uh, you're the big dog, mate. This is your ship. You're the captain. We're all just passengers here for the ride. And uh, I need to hear it, mate. How many chances does that dwarf from Wangaratta need? How many? This is what, year six? How yeah. many years has it been shit, Jimmy? How many? I'm going to go six. with six, yeah. <laughs> We've asked other blokes, mate, have been much better in my opinion. So like, when he was there sitting out, when he said he was going to sit out this year, you know what? I went straight to the fridge, grabbed a can, cracked it. It was in a pretty good place. I thought to me, thank fuck, we burnt this spell. Maybe finally someone competitive will come in and I was going to back you to find someone all for him to turn around and feel the need to hide behind some grade six like persona, embarrassed with what his name really is, which is totally understandable, all in the hope he can convince grown adults to refer to him as some made-up character from the Jungle Book. So I'm not happy, Jim. And look, I'm over him. And I'm over what he doesn't offer. And I'm not alone. I've, um, I've put a little something together, mate. I've gone out to a few randoms, spoken to the people, bit of the old... Um, when Sam New was to go around the streets, what was that called? Street talk. Street talk. This is this is the same, Jim. This is street talk, but street talk. We're calling it now draft talk. So I put a little something together. Um, if you could just pl- hit the play button for us, mate, and let the people have their say. G'day, crew. Grant here. We've all heard that a monkey hitting keys at random on a typewriter keyboard for an infinite amount of time will almost surely type a word. Well, after witnessing Ben's picking during our draft week. I assumed that Ben had left Wangaratta and driven to the Melbourne Zoo, where he then went to the primates enclosure and threw his phone to the big silverback and let him loose. Ben, you may look like an ape. Please stop acting like one. Cheers. Ben fucking Duncan, I cannot believe my son was so fucking shit at draft this year. Man, you're fucking hopeless, you fat fucking bald-headed thing. Why didn't you fucking draft properly? You told me you were fucking so good at it. You're fucking shit. You're going to be fucking terrible this year. I reckon you're going to be fucking down the bottom with no wins. Fucking disgraceful. And you've let me down. At least my teams are better than yours all the time. Fucking lift your game. Fucking stupid, bald-headed cunt. (laughs) Fair dinkum, that bowling ball-headed cunt is fucking useless at draft. I don't know why he hasn't fucking retired. Why has he come back? He's drafted one of the shittest sides I've ever seen. And fair dinkum, his head's the fucking resembles a bowling ball and can just go and get fucked. Fuck you, Ben, and eat a big, fat, hairy dig. What could be said about Ben that hasn't been said before? He's a bald-headed fuck, and when he told us that he wasn't going to be in the draft, I did nothing but rejoice. And then he's come back as TK. Well, TK can go suck a duke. Ben just sucks. His team just sucks. He's a piece of shit. His team's a piece of shit. He thinks Josh Jenkins is good. He thinks Noah Bolt is good. The only good thing about him staying in the league is it means more cash for me. The thoughts from the throne are back. Oh, Benny boy in draft. 
just been embarrassing. The whole Feeney, Duncan clan over the years have really dragged the league down. Would have fought after the uh, choking last year amongst not just draft but classic as well. That would have been it. But you're back for another year. Maybe it's time to uh, hang up the boots after this one. I'll probably give your team a D. Uh, this is your 2021 champ signing out. Benjamin, you said that you were going to leave the league, and I admit, I sat there and said, are you serious? Your job can't be that important. Surely you're not actually leaving. But if you thought I made those comments in concern for you, you're sadly mistaken. I said all of those things purely because I thought you're an easy beat. And to hear the TKs come back, <laughs> what a fucking delight. I look forward to beating you. Marto Bet has you paying a dollar one to suck a dick, mate. Shane here, first year drafter. Even though I'm new to this group, I have to get this off my chest. So Jimmy's one of my best mates and I love footy. And yet it has taken him years to convince me to join this league. The main factor that has been holding me back is Ben. Footy is one of my favourite pastimes and I didn't want Ben to ruin it for me like he has done to others due to how embarrassing his lack of knowledge of footy is and his pure shitness overall. I was really concerned he would make me resent footy. Jim did reassure me that Ben was leaving the comp this year and that's why I joined. But just like Russia, Ben went back on his agreement and decided to invade our competition. Extremely controversial and disappointing on his behalf. Unlike Ben, I don't go back on my word and have to continue in this league now. Surely we can get some sanctions put on him or something. Uh, I was thinking for starters, his team name should be changed to either Byround or, Hi, I'm Ben. I'm a poor man's version of Ty Vickery. Ben, you paps miracle, fat fucker knuckle. You are shit. Your drafting is shit. Your weight is shit. Your face is shit. Your car is shit. The acne on your face is shit. And you are full of shit. If you were a fucking icy pole, you would lick yourself to death. You think you're so fucking good. Well, look, Jim, to be honest, mate, he needed that. So, look, I'd like to hear it from you, mate. You've been the commission. How did you survive? Why are we experiencing another year with this donation? Well, look, to be fair, last year he did finish in the top four. He went out pretty pretty badly, but he was one of the better player, better, better teams in the home and away season. So, look, that's what gave him another go because if I was going to kick him out, I probably had to kick myself out with my debacle of last year of only two wins. So, realistically, if I was kicking him out, I'm just the pot calling the kettle black. He got lucky in the second half of the year, in my opinion. So, there was no skill involved in what he does. And, look, I saw the way he drafted. I think we're on for a repeat of just nothing. So, look, I can only hope you know what you're doing, mate. We'll have to wait to see until we get to his team and assess it. So, but look, Having looked ahead and being completely realistic with how he's gone, uh, you won't be shocked with what's coming. So, look, I'm ready, mate. Do we get into the teams? Yeah, I'm happy to, to get this going, get this show on the road, give the people what they want. Everyone's probably sitting on the edge of their seat with bated breath, hoping, just pleading that they're one of the ones with a good good rating. But I've got to tell you, there's not, there's not many there's not many with a good rating. A lot of messages. A lot of people want to know how I, how I rate their team. So, hopefully I can disappoint a few of you. Yeah, oh, there's definitely a few disappointments coming their way. I can feel it. Alrighty, first up, we've got Steve uh, with pick one for uh, last premiership. Did you want to start or do you want me to take the reins? Oh, look, I'll go first for uh, COVID's number one fan. So, look, firstly, he hates people. Secondly, if you want to see a bloke let himself go, look no further. Mate, you, just, uh, you wouldn't leave a plate of food unguarded around him at the moment because the bloke is on a mission. He's, he's got a nine-story house, but if he risks getting any higher, he's going to fall a long way. So, he needs to just tone it down a little bit. Um, Team-wise... 
it's been okay. Pick one helps. He took Grundy, so I know the uh, the jury's out on that one, but he was pretty happy with it because it fills a few captaincy voids. Mids are okay. Look, it helps when you've got the cream of the crop running around with danger. Keys, Terra, Kelly, they're all good in their days. Berry's a hot pick, so who really knows? But on past form, it's uh, yuck. His forward line, it would, uh, yeah, he'd be feeling pretty ordinary, but now he's gone there. It would really piss him off, so um, that makes me happy. Uh, this is something Steve wouldn't tolerate. He'll be wanting to fix this. So um, Stringer is expected to play one, but it's not 100% from what I hear. Uh, Thomas Elliott and Battle, it's hard to uh, say, let alone look at. So the story down backs are similar. Um, Daniel's solid, but the rest could either peel out 50 or 60s. So we're kicking things off with a uh, 4 out of 10, uh, Mr. Lowe. Yeah, well, I think uh, really pretty similar to yourself. I got pick one, but I don't think it really helped him because he passed on all those primo mids, which I think are probably better than Grundy. Um, so I think it was a mistake picking him. But look, from there, his team is probably patchier than his beard uh, and stretches just as thin. It's like Melbourne won the flag, so he just stopped caring. I mean, Daniel's good in defence, but apart from that, I don't even know the others. Maybe that says more about me than him. I don't know. But look, you move on to his mids. Kelly, Keys, Berry, who was a good late pick, and look, Daniel, look, Tell you what, there's no danger of any big scores out of them. And the forwards, look, Elliot can barely stay on the park for 10 games, so he would want to have depth. Or no, maybe just um, go Sparrow and Xeri or Cherry, who he was uh, lucky to score 50 between them. Just poor team management, really. Three out of 10. Well, we're pretty much on par to start with. It's a good start. Always a good start. Not a good start for, for Steve. I reckon he's probably switched off by now, but that's fine. He knew it was coming. He's had, he's had a bad, bad start for the year, so he wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, pick one is not all it cracks up to be. I think, look, realistically, I think picking a ruck screws you for the rest of the team because your team balance is completely off. Yeah, fair call. All right, who's next? Next, uh, your mate, Matt. Uh, Mongolian beef. I'm embarrassed, Jim. Yeah, look. I'm embarrassed. I've done the work to see things can be changed. I've, I've gone to all the legal reps and all I can. We don't want him anymore. If he's to remain a story... <laughs> He is now to only be referred to as Keelan's cousin because as far as I'm concerned, he's dead to me. So his team is pure horseshit. You know when you've got a packet of chips and you drop one and you stand on it and then that chip goes into a million pieces and it's impossible to put back together, probably covered with dirt and shit, whatever else on your shoe, that particular chip is in a better state than Matt Supergoat's play. That's how bad he's going. He's playing simply doesn't know what he's doing. It is embarrassing. Uh, I don't know what, what he'll pick up. I don't know what he'll do. It doesn't really matter. He took Gorn. Well done. You've picked a bloke who they're trying to replace with another Ruffman. I'm not going through the rest of his side, Jimmy. He hasn't tried. It's not fair on everyone else to listen to me talk about how shit he's done. So it's by matter of fact, the worst Supercoach side ever drafted in the history of this league. Fact. Matt, fuck off. <laughs> Doesn't even, not even worth a rating. Oh, no, he's got a rating. It's negative 6.43 out of 10. <laughs> Well, who would have thought that he would have topped Grant's negative points of last year and he's managed to fucking do it? It's going to go negative this year, Jim. I thought I was going to be all on the positives, but I just can't look at that and find a positive. So, And then I was able to find 6.43 negatives. So, it's, uh, yeah, look, he, he is the bad news story of this year. Put a fork in him, he's done. There we go. Well, luckily it's Mongolian beef because you can put a fork in that quite easily. Look, I normally look forward to Matt's, uh, Matt's names on his Supercoach side. It's normally fun for me to write or fun for me to say, but this year, obviously, he just got lazy and complacent and Mongolian beef. Look, tastes nice, but what it makes up a taste, it, uh, just, it doesn't make up for in, in ingenuity. Uh, look, makes it easy to say week in, week out, but enough of the positives. We all know what happens when you take Gorn at pick two. I'll give, you a, uh, I'll give you the quick tip. doesn't end well. From there, he got some very average mids. Sure, Selwood makes up 40 points just in freeze four, but he's getting old. 
Swallow hasn't shown enough, and Shield loves to dispose of the ball poorly. I look forward to Taranto and Steve-O I like, but from there, his defender Ryan is solid, but all in all, a bunch of blokes I wouldn't know if they were wearing a name jersey and I bumped into them. Three and a half out of ten. You've given Killen's cousin a pretty generous score there, so he'll be pretty happy with that, to be honest. If he's not happy with three out of ten, he's kidding himself. Yeah, well, that gives him a total grand score of minus three point something, so he's like, he's... He's got a little bit. Yeah, there we go. Good, 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 quick match there. But yeah, look, I think uh, he had a few players that were better than Steve, so that's basically the only reason that I like better. Doesn't doesn't mean it says much, but and pick three is the the uh, reigning premier Scott with seventh heaven. I can't decide if I like his team or not, so I guess that's a sign that he's gone okay. Uh, Malera was playing the Central Reserves, I believe, so it's not a cracking start. He's definitely got his fair share of spanners. Uh, Withered and missing round one. Williams and Lukosius are real whatever sort of picks. He's got the man of steel in there. So he did him over nicely last year. So as soon as he had a high pick, that was uh, his top target. So he's done well. Both will miss games. So enjoy that ride. Ellis sucks. Cochin sucks. Rao and Sarong on potential could be okay. But that's all they are, potential. Kicking with Laddams in the side is a bit of a risk. But who knows? Uh, his forward line sucks. Uh, as is the case with most, I suppose. Every year, people talk up Heaney and the uh, you know, mungs out on the loaded arsehole. He's just fucking no good. So, I'm giving Scotty a 5 out of 10, just because I couldn't decide if I liked it or not. So, so far, he's got the highest rating out of the Yeah, definitely. Well, he's got my highest rating so far as well. Look, uh, finally, a bloke smart enough to take steel. Look, bloke is literally a steal at pick three. Just rattling off captain options would have made Scotty moist. But from there, he really went from strength to strength to give his back-to-back claim no disservice. Stuart up uh, yeah, he might be missing this week. I don't know. I think he's birth of his kid. I don't know what's going on there. But is a lockdown back when everyone else around him's fallen over. Some of the good mids, um, like Sarong, I think it was pretty good. Hickey, I'm unsure about. I don't know if I've taken him as early as he did. That's probably a bit of a bit of a bad one there. But look, what worries me is his forwards. Look, Dixon, uh, Dixon's injured currently, but should be back early, but no guarantee to be a big scorer. And look, will this be Heaney's year? I've had him you know, last year as rubbish, but... Every year he's talked up as being the next best mid and just does doesn't do it doesn't do anything, uh, but a more complete than more complete team than the two before us. So that's a five point five out of ten. Again, we're pretty close there. So great minds so far. Yeah, it's looking pretty good, and we'll turn our attention to pick four, which is Kane, Angry Midgets. We talk about you, Kane. Did you ever watch Prison Break? Oh, very very vaguely, very early days. You know, teabag, the bloke who walked around with his pocket uh, pocket hanging out and he had the, the kids hanging onto it. Every time I see Kane's name, it reminds me of him walking around the prison yard with Grant holding onto his pocket. I, I don't know if that's fair. Do you think it's fair? It's probably not fair. But that's the way I imagine it. Um, Gloucester, he's injured, isn't he? I'm not sure. Possibly. I'll have a look. Yeah, I know how he is. Uh, he might be back. But look, yeah, how back for round one, I reckon. Okay, Broad and Blitz may join May and Rich round one for him, so that's uh, an interesting back one to start with. I don't mind his mids. McRae first pick, I had him last year, the to Jet. Brayshaw, Sloan, Smith, they're all okay. Fiorini, probably not ideal, but uh, we'll look, we're all scraping the barrel at some stage, so you can't hold that against him. Goldie in the rucks, although they say Cherry might take him over now, so really that could be uh, pretty disappointing for young Kane. The forward line's pretty meh. Wingard can be okay. McDonald up and down, Rosie's up and down. Look, Kane could score 1,000 or 1,600, so it'd be one of those sort of operators, but I'm uh, not sure the winning team's going to come from this squad, so giving him a 4 out of 10. Yeah, nah, fair call. Look, now McRae at pick four, his last name may as well also be Steele, because wow, like you said, absolute jet. 
ticks off a fair few captain options as well. But from there, I think he struggled early, went for the double mid with Brayshaw, which I really liked, but left himself vulnerable in defense and forward. Look, Rich is his best back is okay, but Wingard is his best forward is not good. Back depth is solid, but with, you know, Vlosten and Howe possibly being back in, um, I think Howe is an unchecked Vlosten, he's not in. No, he doesn't have an injury designation on Supercoach, but that could change. Uh, but yeah, forwards, Higgins, McDonald, Unsure, and Rosie, look, we'll see, and took Goldie way too early. Um, could have got someone probably just as good or waited later and got someone a lot later. Um, but, you know, he's a decent side, 4.5 out of 10. Again. Yep. And now the one we all want to know about, uh, pick five, James Unagi. Unagi, look, you've been a bit fingered to start with, Jimmy. I'll be honest with you, mate. You, you could have a full bench with Clark, Chewy, Green, Billings all missing. So grazing down. Maynard getting punchy and turning into Rocky probably wasn't ideal. Some of those picks you took knowing they were missing, but the way things gone, mate, it's, uh, you almost got to say it's bad coaching. So it was a good early pick to snag Oliver. You know I was going to take Trelaw just after you, so I was a bit filthy he came in. The doc comes with risks of his own just because of the year he's had. I think you know you're up against it early, mate. Uh, I think you're going to need to come home with a wet sail or trade pretty heavy now. So, look, it's hard to give a team with so much talent not a good score, but you've just got so much on the bench and you've got a lot of work to do early. So I'm going to back you in and give you a 4 out of 10. Yeah, look, that's fair. I think... Um... Look, I'm not one to shoot my own, but I did do a bit better than last year. I didn't pick four injured blokes with my first four picks, so I'm, I'm getting better. Um, look, if I was going to rate my side, it would have to be probably split into pre-Amy and post-Amy Cups because literally the weekend was just mean. Gray, Billings, Maynard, Clark all out. Look, some of which is a month, just decimated my side. The talk is Doc possibly back for round one, so I may somehow miraculously have a full team for round one. Uh, tried not to take blokes who were out for months with my first few picks, which I think helped. Oliver, Trelaw, Doc and Wits. And my love child, so they're very happy to get them, but they're all guns, so it's even better when my injured players can come back in time. Could be my downfall, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I also have Walters, so suck shit, Matt. Six out of ten. Pre-Amy Cup, probably four post. But there is talk that uh, Robbie Gray is going to be back. Doherty is pretty looking pretty good, so I may actually have one player available on my bench. Who would have thought? Yeah, well, there you go. I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah, uh, yeah. who knows? Wait and see. That could all change coming. We'll go in the week's time. Uh, pick sorry what range did you say you gave yourself uh, 6 was pre-Amy Cup post-Amy is 4 jeez ok alright fair enough uh, pick 6 Keelan the lone wolf uh, Matt's cousin here uh, he'll feel pretty flat he's related to Matt but he's just got to kick on so look he's, he's about to get engaged pretty soon and he'll take Ellie's last name so that'll help things um, he's had a good day at the draft young heels uh, four handy backs with Darcy Byrne, Moore, Dale, and Williams. Mids, he has Took, who, if he continues his form from last year, will be a top three player. Mills and Fife are risky, but if they stay fit, that's pretty handy. Greenwood will be all right. He's taken Parford, who surely plays ahead of Langdon. So, all in all, it's pretty good mids. Bucks are an issue. Look, he's, uh, he's copped out. He knows they were shit, so he went strong everywhere else. No, he's going to go shit in the rucks. So, we saw Ben do it last year. Um, I don't know why he'd ever copy anything Ben does, but. Keelan's having a crack. So, uh, forwards with Dusty and Anderson. Again, not so bad. And then he's got some lesser blocks topping it up. But, like, we, we all had some uh, crap throughout it. So, not all bad. He probably loses a point for being Matt's cousin. So, in the one spot, that's probably not fair when it comes to the scoring. But, look, you just can't help the cards you dealt sometimes. 7 out of 10. Wow, very big score from the, uh, the young man Keels. He's done very well, according to Lockie. Uh, had him a bit lower though, so like could be the new me with the amount of injury play, injured players he took early. But look, he has some decent players with Mills coming back possibly. 
Will Fire Fire, will Anderson even play? Or will all these questionable ones be his Achilles heel? Loses points because he drafted Bolter. Martin up forward is solid and his defense will cause opposition problems if they can stay healthy. But it's his mids that is the biggest wild card. Look, Took is the big set and forget, but Mills, Fife, who knows? Greenwood at a new club and look, we'll see if Parva can reach new heights, which along mids getting on in age, a 4.5 out of 10. Okay, there you go. The first one where we're uh, fair bit apart. Yeah. Next one, pick seven, Wusty, eight balls. Here's a fact. He's just jealous of the fact that I've won two. He tells me regularly. I'm often getting messages from him just saying he wishes he was me. He just doesn't understand how good it is to lift that trophy twice. At the moment, he's wondering to himself, is winning one a fluke? Does he have it in him to compete? So... Right now, he just needs to stop thinking about being me and try and be him and actually do something to get a second trophy because it's pretty good feeling, Rusty. One day, you might get there, mate, but I'm in company of my own at the moment. And look, I'll give it to him. It's really unfortunate for him that others have drafted better because his team actually isn't all that bad. He's uh, short, Newman and Hewitt, uh, sorry, could be pretty good gets in the back line. Uh, I thought the mids, he's... Uh, he snagged a couple with Bont, crib slides, slid to him, which is good. He took a gamble on Crouch, which if he stays fit, it's a great pick. Um, pretty well supported by Adams and Warple, so it's a fair guts. Um, Nick Nat and the Ruck, it's pretty handy. Um, and then four of those, which is both out here. So if he plays as much as they're talking, that would be a good get. Uh, Brody seems to be the goods in his first couple of crappy games, so we just have to see if that actually wants spikes back in the middle of each and keep it up. But Weller, who... Um, he may average less, but he's DPP, so it gives him options and probably really has the one forward spot to fix. So, look, he's lifted Wusty. He'll be content. Uh, he'll be flat seeing how good I've won in past years. But, look, he just has to move on and he'll have to know that on his day that he can beat everyone other than a couple of people who will get to. So, um, giving him an 8 out of 10. There you go. We're going to disagree on this one as well a little bit here. I think he took an interesting approach this year and drafted a bunch of blokes who were uh, literally made of plywood. Adams has barely played a full season. Crouch, who knows? He may crouch down and his groin will go. Warpool is a real Hail Mary for him. Got Short and Newman in the back line. I feel like uh, every team's defense is pretty good. But look, forwards are very average. Look, Butters and Weller are your top two picks. You're probably in a little bit of trouble. But can he slither his way out of this one and get some good form out of those two? Five out of ten. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I definitely like the plywood reference, that's fair enough. He's definitely got some blokes in there that are taking risks, but I feel in a draft pump you can do that. I would have to see. Like, I don't think you'll win it, but he's uh, he started very well. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I just we'll have to wait and see, because his, his team always changes from who he drafts, basically. He tries to trade everyone. Who, who out of Bryce's team fucking Wuffy takes, that's what matters. If Wuffy can take what he wants, then he'll probably be a chance, but... Uh, and odds are he'll get what he wants because that's what Bryzer does. He just hands them over. So I uh, don't have to worry about these blokes being made of plywood, as you put it, because, yeah, I'll know they do a fair exchange with Bryzer and problem solved. Yeah, especially with uh, with Taylor Adams. Probably just dangles him in front of Bryzer and Bryzer will just give him whatever he wants. Yeah, and Bryzer, just hearing this, will be uh, all moist. He'll be loving it. <laughs> Somebody offering him Taylor Adams. Yeah. Just, oh. Any kind of play, you can probably get him out of, get him out of Bryzer. <laughs> we'll have to keep that one in mind. Next pick, we have Shane J. Horn, Francois with the, the rookie uh, rookie rookie coach here. What are your thoughts on his team? Uh, well, look, the, the newbie is still definitely a bit wet behind the ears, I think. He's a tactless draft block, it's a joke. And look, in the end, he'll be the one we laugh at, I think. Uh, his back line's shocking. He, he has Salem. Uh, he's had an interrupted preseason, so who knows really what happened there. Uh, the rest are just junk. Lines and wines are good for mids. 
After that, I'm not really sure of the other players. Barely know their names. Davis, Uniaki, or some dribble plays some club. It's just a gift that keeps on giving. Um, he's legitimately gifted games, and I think Shane's just picked him up out of pity there. Uh, Brian in the rucks is okay. Probably one of the better options. And then you get to his forward line, and that could just about be the worst forward line ever drafted in this league. He should be thanking his lucky stars that we've got Matt in this league. Otherwise... He would be hating life. Uh, it is legitimately on par with North Melbourne's ability. It is abysmal. So, look, Shane would have uh, reflected on his list and uh, draft day, and he'll be wishing he could start over. He's had a shocker. Giving him 1.5 out of 10. Well, look, Shane, the only way is up. But look, you're in the positives. You could, you could, you could be worse. You could get a negative 6.45. 6.43. 6. 6.43. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, my apologies. Look, there you go. So you've done better. You've got, you've made the positives. You've done well. You did better than Grant last year and Matt this year. So. At least you're doing better than somebody. At the start, at the start, then um, yeah. But to be fair, I gave them ordinary ratings and they went ordinary. So uh, I'm generally pretty spot on here, Shane. You need to trade to trade well and yeah. get rid of your North Melbourne players for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're not. They're no good. But I'll have to wait and see. See if he holds on a little bit longer than he should. But look, all he had to do was be better than Alex. Look, time will tell. But he drafted. I think. I think decently for his first time ever doing it. He didn't do as bad as uh, as Alex did in his first few years. Look, Lions and Wines, first two picks gives him great mids, and Wines has a lot of captain cover. Uh, throw in Rolly O'Brien, Shy Bolton and Salem. I think they're pretty good first few, even though Salem's a bit injured. He, he turned it up for Ben last year. But from there, I think his draft knowledge and like the, all probably black thereof was prominent. Um, Brian's boy, LDU, good luck uploading him, Shane. Uh, Membry, Danaher and McCarthy are all average at best. The easy stuff is out of the way. Now let's see how he fares on the trade table because that's where men are made. Uh, 4.5 out of 10. Okay, all right. A bit more generous to me, but fair enough. You did bring him in. You need him to go well, so you look good. I can understand this. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I thought. That had nothing to do with that. Not at all. Nothing at all. Uh, pick nine was Marto. Suck my pendleberries. You know what I like about Marto? The honesty. Well, you said early on if we could pull the pin and start the draft again, you know what? That's a fair enough comment after I've obsessed his side because he's had a terrible time. He took lead with pick one, and he's got a broken hand. Then after that, look, to be fair, he's hoping he pops some injuries because he needs an excuse to hit the waivers. The rest of his team is buddy. He's had a fucking shocker. Last year, Grant got a negative score, and that proved to be accurate, as we went through just before. Uh, look, this, this teammate, it's not part of Bryce's personality. It is terrible. Um, look, Marto, you're not in the negatives, mate, but fuck me, you've had a crack. Zero out of ten. <laughs> there we go. Cop that. Yeah, look. To be fair, if Lloyd was if if, uh, if Laird was not injured, would that have gone up, or is it still zero? Uh, if Laird wasn't injured, uh, I'd probably have him zero point five out of ten. Right. But he lost point five because his number one pick is uh, is injured. Yeah. And look, would, should Laird be your first pick? Probably not. So he's taken a risk with who he's gone, given there were better options available, and then just happens to blow his picks, but a broken hand. So bad coaching, bit of inexperience. Yeah. Should be better. Yeah, I think when you look at the next two uh, picks, it was yourself with uh, uh, Neil and the one after that was Tom Mitchell. I think they're probably better picks than, than Laird, so I would have gone one of those two myself. But look, well, he's, he's going to learn, learn from these mistakes, hopefully, and we'll wait and see what happens. But look, the more... Yeah, yeah, I, he'll learn the hard way because he's in for a tough year. Yeah, look, the more... He's going to draft like that. You fucking deserve it. Yeah, like, so you went, we went from... Uh, Pretty much, he's done the Adelaide of 2017. He's gone from being the you know, runner-up in the in the premiership to probably dropping out of the eight and probably finishing bottom. Because the more I look at his team, the less I like it. Look, Laird out hurts him um, big time, but compound that with picking blokes like Franklin, Markoff, 
Neil Bullen, Bruce Ryan, means like just scraping the bottom of the barrel. That was like early scraping at the bottom of the barrel, not even like the late stuff that we were doing. Um, look, we're hoping Mundy can back up and continue his old ball, old ball's retirement tour. Parrish and Parker, give him some good mids, but that's literally the only good things I've got to say about it. Three out of ten. Darius, again, you feeling you are in a good mood today. Oh, look, I've, I don't think I've ever given someone a negative score. I might, I might change my tune in next year, but no one's got negatives this year. Oh, fair enough. Who have we got next? Uh, we've got yourself, Lachlan, the big fish. Um, look, I think the one thing everybody wants from my reviews, Jimmy, is a fair and unbiased opinion. To be equally as harsh on myself and give people a completely honest review. Well, fuck me, Jim. I've done it again. <laughs> get out the marching band. Get a drink, mate. Start the celebrations. Draft league number three coming my way. It is a certainty. It's not fair that I've done this, Jimmy. You can't draft this well, some people would say. Lots of people in this league can't even make finals, let alone win two. But, mate, Wassie's going to be hurting because I'm about to win number three. I've officially entered piss-taking territory. Let's, let's, you think, and then we're going over the top. Let's work our way through it. I snagged Whitfield with pick number two. Quality. Everyone was scared of Paul doing a hammy in the preseason, but lads, it's a long season. This isn't bloody a fucking one or two week season. You need to be winning at the end, and Aaron Hall is a star. Mackenzie and Young were both late picked when we're all scraping the barrel, but both front defenders in a draft comp with late picks, probably both average 85 plus. My experience here is led from the front, Jimmy. Now the mids. Firstly, oh, I don't know what Marta was thinking with fucking Laird. He's left Lockie Neal on the board. Pick one, tick. I don't know what the other top nine were doing, to be brutally honest, letting this bloke slide. He was pick one fucking years on years. This bloke is a star. He had a few injuries last year. He's had a ripper preseason. Now he got to me down there. It's a fucking mess that people let this bloke slide to me because when he's pumping out 150s like they're going out of fashion, we'll all look back and think, why? Why did we give off and pick number 10 or whatever I've got and let him get the best player in the comp? I've just had a look, Jim. I've taken Walsh at pick eight. And look, if he was fit this preseason, he would go top five. So what are people doing, mate? As I said to you, this isn't a one-week fucking thing. He'll miss somewhere between one and four. But again, finals aren't in April, mate. When he slots back in, hello. <laughs> hello. Um, Josh Kennedy hasn't been the bull that we are. We've experienced in years at Sydney, but he's still consistent. And this year, he'll move more to a half-back role. He'll still love a hard ball. He'll still love it. Noah Anderson, he's checked himself into hospital this preseason because the leather poisoning, mate, is real. He's going to rack up some curlers. And then I've got the choice of Kennedy from the Blues, so in case you missed it, just had 37 posies and two goals in the warm-up game. Up and come a Schoenberg. Jones, if he stopped being sad, he'll be straight in. And a plethora of DPP options, mate. Jimmy, piss-taking territory. Marshall in the rucks. For those who are worried that I won't have Walsh for uh, two, three, four weeks, don't worry, mate. When I've got Marshall pumping out 150s because Ryder's fucking got a sore Achilles, no issues. This is his year. So same deal. Got him. Shouldn't have got him. People just aren't thinking. Then forwards. I've got English. Had a few messages once I picked him, including yourself, young Jim. Pure tactics. Should lift. Rut cover. Huge tick. How did he get to me, people are going to say. How is he? Jordan Degoe. Tick. Back in the midfield, Zach Fisher. Unbelievable late pick. Tick. Sean Higgins, probably the only reason I've lost a little bit of a score here because I've taken a uh, bit of faith in him. I think he's got a point to prove. He needs to uh, work his way back into it because last year he was pretty poor. But um, look, I've seen Higgins. I know what the role is in play with the Cats. I think he can go all right. And as a late pick in the forward line in an area that people are struggling with, I reckon he uh, could be a good one. And then finally, mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Ed Gresham. 
what a balls up it was letting this gem slide to me, mate. Off the please. And how quickly people forget. He'll play forward more than mid. He'll kick snags. He'll be the 80 to 150 operator, which for a late pick, mate, we'll love it. People are going to be throwing trades at me left, right, and center because everyone will know what Gresh And you know what? He might score a couple of 70s and people are like, oh, he's junk. Then he'll pull out a 140 and everyone will be like, Lockin, you're a fucking magician. The trades will come to you fast through Gresh, Jimmy. They'll come and you watch how quick I knock them back, mate, because I'm not interested. He is my boy and he is going to have one of those years where I'm just going to love watching him. There it is, Jimmy. There's your 2022 winner, the Big Fish. What a performance. What a team. What a coach. Humble as ever, mate. I hope I really put this into perspective for you because everyone else is wasting their fucking time. 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> oh, you're nothing but gracious. So I'll give you that. But look, you know, <laughs> look, the, the problem is, uh, it pains me to say it, but I actually really, really like your team as well. <laughs> I've got Scott and you as probably the top two drafters. To get Neil at pick 10 is absolute steal, as you said. How he got that far is absolutely beyond me. And then, look, to get look, Whitfield and Marshall, look, they, they hurt me last year, but look, let's see how they go not being injured this time. They'll actually do well. I uh, appreciate the English pick, as you mentioned, with the covers that it gives. Uh, Ford line is one of the better ones out there on potential. Dugowie, Gresh can live up to the hype. And look, got your little lace in your pocket with Walsh with a gun if he can get back before round five. I don't know how Hall will go this year to a north. We'll wait and see what, the, you know, what they're going to do if his hammies are right. Never know. Look, Matt Kennedy, Schulberg, Fisher, all average, and that's just putting it nicely. But look, apart from that, yeah, everyone's got to everyone's got to get some duds. Look, seven out of ten. You brought me a two point five there, but I won't hold it against you. We'll talk about this at the end when I'm lifting cup number three. <laughs> look, you know, is what it is. You got to call it as you say it. So I understand. Fair enough. Look, I don't know how we can uh, how we can come back from that one. But look, pick eleven, Bryza, the raging bull. We'll do our best. Just another participant, Bryza. Look, I'm a bit flat actually. Because we didn't get to do the uh, draft together, we didn't get to experience the notepad in action. He was in fine form last year and sitting in his corner with all his mates with his notepad and it worked wonders. I was keen to see it in action. So, look, to be fair to him, last year actually he got me high trading from memory. So he drafted a team of Jets and then he just traded them all. So <laughs> we, we picked it well early. He just, um, yeah, once the, uh, the goggles get on and he starts to trade, he just forgets the idea that it's to win the flag at the end. But... Look, starting from the back line, it's pretty solid. Lloyd, Zabel, Smith, Haynes won't be the worst out there. Uh, midfield, he's got Mitchell. He's battling groin issues, so like, he might play around one, but he might miss a few here and there. With so that will uh, he misses these cooks. Pendles, McGlagich, um, Hunter, and McGrath—pretty solid all around, really. Uh, the big O in the ruck, he could deliver fifties or hundreds, but in drafts, probably not the worst option. He has Priest's cover, so if he stops getting suspended, then that's pretty handy cover. The forward line's messy, but aside from mine, whose isn't? Um, he's got Duncan, who's a good option if you can actually get on the park, but the rest suck. Um, but look, again, he's done all right, but he'll buck it. He always does. Seven out of ten. Yeah, that's it. All we have to do is wait for halfway through the year for our recap, and we'll definitely be talking about a completely different team to what he's currently got. But look, please buckle up, because this is going to be good. Lloyd, Mitchell, pure class. Pendles off halfback. Look, they're adding uh, DPPs in Supercoach this year, so will he get the defender? Will McGrath get a defender? We'll have to wait and see how lenient or how you know frugal they are with giving away these extra statuses because we'll have to wait and see about that one because they'll do well if they can get defender status. We'll be going pr- is that actually happening, is it? I'm pretty sure Steve posted it. I'm not sure if it's in draft, but it's in Supercoach in general. Dead so set. I would say they would do it in draft. I don't know how... Uh, how generous they're going to be. I'm in another league, like in AFL and stuff. They give it to a lot of the, the lesser lights, not the, the primos. So 
I'd be surprised if a bloke like Pendles, unless he plays 100% back, is going to get that defender status. If he plays 60%, they're not going to give it to him. Yeah. We never know. Who knows what Supercoach wants to do. And then now, uh, look, the big O and Proust in the ruck are handy, but with look, Duncan taken that early, you better hope his calf stays intact, because after that, he's got not much left there. And also, he lost points for taking my boy Dacos. Don't worry, I'll get him back by the end of the year, Bryza. Six out of ten. Fair enough. We're pretty close there. Yeah. Only a few we've uh, disagreed on, which I, which is always good. <laughs> good variety. Next one, pick 12, Braden at Dob Squad. Uh, I'm crazy. He was singing his own tune after draft, wasn't it? His, his clock draft with the words to use. I don't mind how he's gone because he's uh, he's still on his knees, really, licking the droopy part of my balls and actually fucking standing up and having a conversation with me about where I'm likely to taste. He's um he's still fucking below me, and he never needs to forget that. Pepple, Ridley, Govan, Ramp, not the worst. It's not the best either. Mids, he's got issues being Ozzy's. Petrarca needs to step out of all of his shadow. Smith is competing against too many others. Prestia won't play all year. Viney and Crouch are just okay, but you'd probably prefer your average players to not be in the middle of the ground. Lysett in the drucks, uh, sorry, Lysett in the roughs for draft is okay. Um, Dunkley up forward, he'll be happy with. He'll probably be the number one forward by the end of the year. Uh, he's playing in the middle, so you can't knock him for taking him early. Cornelio up forward's a nice addition. He accidentally drafted Rioli. Don't know why he's done that, but he'll be gone soon. So there's no way he did that on purpose. And Lynch is bench fodder. It's probably the worst one million spent in league history. So overall, not a bad day from Braids. Six out of ten. Yeah, similar look here. Early on with Dunkley, Track, and Ridley. Look, some solid class early. But look, after that, I honestly don't know where his uh, his picks went. Did he trade round? Did he trade his uh, fourth round pick for a beer or something? Because I don't know who he would have taken that early. Midfield is lacking star power, really, because this couch, uh, sorry, Crouch, I don't rate. Smith, will he be okay? He had some time off. And then the human meatball doesn't do much. Viney and Brayshaw, just not good. Rioli, Cockatoo are real stretches, but I think Cogs could be a solid pick if he gets back to his best in that forward line, which could give him a pretty decent forward line of uh, him and Dunkley. Uh, five out of ten. Okay, yep, very cool. And second last, we've got pick 13, Grant Wrecking Ball. One thing I love about Grant is he takes these ratings to heart. And I love that. Like last year, never has a bloke sent me so many essays after my honest review. And look, he had a negative score last year. Uh, he warranted it. It was terrible. But he worked hard on his team. It was super flat. Other people didn't like it. Let's uh, let's have a look at him this year. The back line's solid. Crisp in the first round was ballsy. But I get it. He's two position. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a low pick, so you don't mind it. Hearn, if he stays... It's okay. Silly off the knee, but probably worth the gamble inside will be up and down. But look, it's an okay start. Uh, the mids suck, mate. They're fucking just terrible. And they, they one way to put they suck balls. And not just any balls, Grant. Old man balls. Balls of the dragon on the ground. Balls like yours, Grant. Real low, droopy, dirty, unused balls, Grant. Like yours. Your mids, Grant, suck your balls. I hope that makes sense, mate. Your mids suck. Your balls. Kelly, I love. It's one of my favourites, Jimmy. Drew's raw. Um, he was okay for me, but let's be honest, he was in a better team when I was coaching him, mate. But yeah, the rest, mate, sucks Grant's balls. Stanley and Flynn is what I call quality. He'll love having Stanley. He'll love it. I can't imagine how happy he was with that pick. He would have picked him and just loved life. Um, his four lines, Tom Hawkins, and that's about it. But basically, his entire team is Hawkins or bust. And look, he's a great man to rely on but he's asking a lot. So having the negatives last year, he's improved on that. He's drafted Tom Organs. So look, well done, all balls. You're in the positives. Two out of ten. 
There we go. He's done better. That's all he needs. That's all he, needs. That's all he wants. He'll be very happy with that. Not even be happy with only getting a two, but he's, he'll be happy with getting a plus two as opposed to a minus two. I look forward to the conversations with Grant about that, and we can talk about how much his team sucks balls. <laughs> well, there you go. Look, like Chris was his first pick. Look, he loves a DPP first up, but that, you know, one pick away from pick 14, you'd hate to pick a midfield who's still going to be there and then lose him later. But then got Kelly on his way back, so it makes sense. Hawkins as his first forward. Look, don't, don't know how I feel, but I know you're a big, big, big fan, and... We'll have to wait and see if he continues going well. Probably should with Cameron if he's fit. Uh, biggest hole is his ruck. Stanley can be, looks serviceable, I guess, is a nice way of putting it. But we score enough to not be a wasted position. And look, Laddams is a forward I'm unsure of, as he struggled last year at Port. I do like Simpkin and Gaff. Uh, they're probably decent solid selections. And Sicily back to full strength. Uh, another primo midfielder, which he got relatively late, considering he missed all last year with his knee, but he did it the year before. So he should be back to 100% full strength, uh, 5 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, again, like you're definitely this is good cop, bad cop here, and you are the good cop. So, no, that's fair. Well, it's not fair, but it is what it is. Yeah, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, doesn't mean doesn't mean it's right, but I'm not allowed to, I'm allowed to have it. Exactly right. And look, last but look, probably least, we've got pick fourteen, Ben, the Tiger King. Another year, another review of this mess. All right, let's get to it. His backs are terrible. His mid has merit, and then it's terrible. His rucks have Darcy, so he gets a tick there. Well done if he stays fits, which he doesn't like doing. His forwards is, um, is still Sidebottom and Jezza, which are two good options, and then the rest are terrible. So, look, you'll need to trade well, basically, uh, and then maybe be able to compete with some of the blokes in the bottom half of the ladder. I uh, don't like dwelling on his team too much because uh, he's had another year, and I'm just not sure how much effort he puts in, to be honest, Jim. Um so hopefully he's happy this year. I've at least said something. 1.28 out of 10. Yeah, that's fair. Look, are you probably happy that you've said something and also probably happy he's made it into the positives as well? Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I've given him a positive score. He's got Jeremy Cameron in his team. So he's, uh, he's already thinking the right way about things. But um, overall, his team's just fucking pedestrian. Uh, and he'll know that. There was obviously a fucking bowl of chocolate next to him or something when he was drafted. He was a bit distracted. That it happens. It happens a lot. Yeah, too busy eating lunch as he was rafting or something like that. You know, his new job was obviously really important. He just didn't have enough time to think about this. Well, that'll definitely be his mind, particularly if he missed brunch or something. So if he's going straight from breakfast to lunch and he's missed out on brunch, he'll be fucking fuming. So he would have been scoffing it down like it was fucking going to be going out of fashion. So I can understand how things happen in his world, but it doesn't make it any better. Yeah, now look, look, the moment we've all been waiting for is the, uh, the end of the podcast, but... No, I'm just kidding, Ben. Look, I will, I will review your team. I know, I know how stroppy you get when I talk about your team, so I will, I'll give it a go. Look, picking last is, isn't always easy, especially when there's 14 of us, but look, your team has more missing pieces than an up-stop jigsaw puzzle. Picked everyone's favourite laughing stock, Jordan Dawson, but look, he's half of that. His defence literally falls off a cliff from there. Merritt and Libba, look, are proven scorers, but Hopper, Dunstan, Bryce's boy Redden, Menegola, and yeah, I was injured. I haven't seen worse mediocrity since this analogy. Took Darcy early and he will reap the rewards Scotty saw last year or he'll just fall off face of the earth and get injured again like he did the five years previously. To take him as your first or second pick is very, very risky considering how how much this bloke loves getting injured. Uh, side bottom look is past it. I don't think he should be drafted. And look, Cameron should be better, but the rest of his forwards aren't worth mentioning. Seriously, Ben, it's like he took Leaf out of Steve's book and just didn't try. Three out of ten. Oh, there you go. We're, we're pretty close there. Yeah. So 1.73 difference. Can't be too harsh on that, I guess. No, I think overall, percentage-wise, I think we did pretty well. 
Yeah, uh, look, all we've done is sit here and give an honest assessment of how people are drafted. Um, and I'm sure people will respect that. And there won't be too many people that will be disappointed with the ratings given. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's flattening people to listen to this to know that I'm going to win again. Like, they, they don't even have to worry about doing the rest of the year if they don't want to because it's uh, it's over. Um, and that's disappointing to be at this stage of the year and just know what's going to happen. But, look, we'll, we'll, we'll continue on, mate. We'll enjoy the band till a bit of a laugh. And we'll... Uh, yeah, well, just you just let me know when you want to pay me. I'm, I'm happy for it now or later, but um, I'm not in any rush, so I can wait. Um, but yeah, it's good that we let the people know what's going to happen early. Yeah, look, it, it could happen early, but you know, as Miami as Miami uh, week season happened, any, or Max, as my uh, Miami preseason games has shown, anything can happen. Six year blokes could drop off the face of the earth in one week. So, look, uh, you can probably count most of your chickens, but I'd probably wait until uh, they actually hatch first. Well, if I sneak any wins in the first before I get Walsh back, well, people will be fucking fuming. But after I get Walsh back, I probably won't drop a game. So it's early you want me. Um, I got Lusty first up, and I've given him a good rating, so that'll be a nice contest to start with. But really, finals aren't played in April, so I'm not too concerned. Yeah, All look, I, him being picked what nine or eight or whatever it was, very very late, very very handy. I was I was sort of watching and wondering who's going to pick him up. Thinking if it's going to be worth the worth the pick, and then oh yeah, like they reckon he probably could come back in the first few weeks, but we'll have to wait and see how bad it is. He may re-injure. Who knows? I'm happy for him to, to come back for wait he's fit. So give him four weeks off, come back then. He'll do a role. I've got some nice people in there on the bench who are ready to come in and prove their worth. So I really like um, what looks of Doug Schoenberg from Adelaide. Watched him last year. I think he's going to be a gem. And Kennedy, well, he gets first crack. You can't have games like that and not get a go. So, uh, look, it's exciting times. I love the depth that I've got at the moment. And I'm going to be good fun to trade with because I've got a fucking good team. So if people want quality, they're going to start, start with me. And so I just I need to see some value. If you want to make it work, you want to improve your team, bring me something that works. Yeah, well, it's got to be above 80 to make a count, so I'll have to wait and see how that plays into everyone's thinking this year. I like a full team of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like Matt's not going to have any, so he may be in trouble. He might not be able to do his trades. What's the go there? If he has nobody that averages over 80, how's he going to get his trades done? Oh, look, I didn't I didn't think about that when it happened, because surely you're going to have at least one bloke averaging 80. Look, he's, he's got one bloke of 80 and he refuses to trade him. <laughs> Look, the only the only hope he's probably got if that doesn't happen is seeing if he can trade two blokes averaging seventy five, one bloke averaging eighty, and then trade Would him off. Would you allow that? Pardon? Would you allow that? No, I won't count towards the thing. But he gets a bloke who's averaging eighty, then he can trade him. Um, with you, I'm with you. That's literally um, yeah. It just if, if that happened, you could trade you know four blokes averaging seventy five for one bloke averaging eighty and three blokes that not playing, and then trade that one bloke averaging eighty for someone else averaging eighty, and just do that five times. Yeah, okay, I see what you're doing there. I wouldn't work with him, to be honest. Like, looking at his team and what he's done, he's, he doesn't deserve any help, to be honest. So, he can, uh, there'll be somebody in the waiver line who will uh, average over 80 first round, because it'll just happen, but someone we missed. For his sake, when, he, when he's just, when he's sitting last after round one, which I'm sure he will be and has picked one, take that bloke and then trade him, mate. Yeah, <laughs> That's <simple. my> advice. <laughs> the thing is, his team might be that average. He may actually have to go to his least favourite trader bloke in Grant and actually try and get something done, because... I know they really, really enjoy trading with each other every single year. So, watch that space. I don't think I don't think that's going to be happen. But they go on well. I can see them working something out for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't, don't have to. They don't want to. So that's the best thing about this year. There's a lot of blokes I reckon who are just going to steer clear of a lot of people. Who's your uh, Who's your pick to take it out, Jimmy? We've just done the review. Who do you think's the uh, 
the bloke to beat. Yeah, well, as, as per my ratings, it's it's you and Scotty, I reckon, will be be there in the final dance. So Scotty oh, going true. going for the back to back, and you going for the the third third in the third and five six years, whatever it is. So you're my my top two drafted, my top two drafts. Sorry. Uh, you're a smart man. You've got the experience, so I rate that. And then I think, as I said, yeah, everybody else listening will rate it as well. I'm really looking forward to some of the messages I get. Oh yeah, definitely. No one's going to have any problems with this at all. Not a, not at all. They're probably going to be more annoyed with me, the fact that I backed you as opposed to the fact that you said it. Yeah, well, that's probably true. Hopefully Ben lists from this. Like, he's got a lot of people who are pretty flat that he's decided to join. And he's drafted terribly and he's headed here firsthand from just some struggles off the street. So if he doesn't lift now, I don't think he's ever going to lift. Yeah, and speaking of Ben, can we also get a, a welfare check on Ben Duncan? That's uh, someone maybe just checking on him. Just welfare check on Ben Duncan. Thank you. Yeah, I think he's uh, after what's happened today. He's probably in a good spot, but you never know. Just want to double check. <laughs> All right, Jim. It's been a pleasure, buddy. Always is. Every year, always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, mate. No worries. And with that, we wrap a bow on the Throw the Damn Towel inaugural podcast. That was episode one, our draft review with my fantastic guest, Lachlan Story. Look, if you liked the podcast, let me know. If you didn't like it, let me know. If you liked my guest, let me know. If you didn't like my guest, let him know. That's all from us here at Throw the Damn Tower Podcast. I look forward to talking to our guest next week when we have our first weekly review coming up.